I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I want to invite you, grab your Bibles, and meet me today in Romans chapter 8. Let's talk about using our godly imaginations. Hallelujah. And we want to open up today in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, that your word is the food that we must have for our spiritual nourishment. So we ask, O oh God, that by your spirit, you would feed us today a wonderful meal. We thank you in Jesus' name. And together we all said, Amen. Praise God. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 5, the Apostle Paul said, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. You want the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you. Praise God. Verse 6, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There's a lot of our English words that originated from the old Latin language. And one of those words, uh, the English word is the word carnal, or here being used in the reference of carnally minded. Now, in the Latin, the word carnal or carne referred to a piece of meat. So we bring that over into the English, and now we have the word carnal. But it really still refers to that flesh nature, meat nature. So to be carnally minded is really to be meat-minded, or to be a meathead. And that's not what we want to be. In other words, you don't want to have your mind down there with the old feller in the cellar. Praise God. That's not good. Thinking crude, base thoughts, laughing at crude, base jokes, uh, you know, just things that are carnal and low. That's not of the Holy Spirit. You have the mind of Christ as a Christian, Yet many Christians don't understand their identity or their place in Christ. But technically, we are in Christ, and we also have the mind of Christ. Now, in the book of Isaiah, God said, My thoughts, my imaginations, my way of thinking is higher than yours. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So we want to lift our thoughts to be in harmony and in agreement with God's Word. And when you do that, now you begin to think like God does. And it says in verse 6, For to be carnally minded is death. Now, carnal-minded thinking, or meathead-minded thinking, will lead to premature natural death, and it will also lead a person to spiritual death. But we don't want to be carnally minded. We want to be spiritually minded. Why? Because to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life here is a reference to the God quality of life. A life where you're free from worry, free from fear and anxiety and the pressures of this world, and it also ties you into the peace of God. The more of the revelation knowledge that you have of the Word of God, the more it ushers in God's peace because it's associated with answers. So many of the people out in the world, they are. Uh, they're in what we would even call the rat race, where it's like you have to just fight to survive. 
But in the Lord, you don't have to do that. There is a life, there is a peace that comes from knowing how to work kingdom principles. And when you obey those principles, it produces life and peace. And when you do not follow them, even if you don't know them so that you couldn't follow them, but ignorance is not an excuse. If you don't know them and you're not working them, then you are operating from that world system and it can lead to a lot of frustration a lot of anxiety so my friends we want to be spiritually minded because it leads to life and peace praise God so the right way of thinking the right way of looking at things as based upon God's word and this also begins to open up your godly creative imagination the word imagination in the Hebrew would be the word Yetzer, Y-E-T-Z-E-R, and the Jewish people have a dual way of looking at Yetzer. Sometimes in the scriptures it has a negative connotation, but at other times it also has a very beautiful and lofty way in which it can be interpreted, and we want to have our imaginations in the positive, not in the negative. Not in the negative, but we want to have them in the positive. You know what? As an example, you may be wanting to design a swimming pool, and you have the company come over, maybe somebody from the company, and they say, well, what kind of swimming pool do you want? After all, we can mold it into any design that you want. Well, even right now, I'm not building a swimming pool, but I saw a picture one time of a swimming pool that somebody had built uh, the pool was in the shape of a, uh, of a, a guitar. Very, very interesting. Well, that came out of somebody's what? Somebody's yetzer. Somebody's imagination where they just thought, I want it to look like this. I want the tiles in the pool to be this shade of blue. I want the depth of the water to be this deep. And all of that came out of somebody's yetzer, somebody's imagination. Praise God. Well, I believe that we can turn our imaginations loose because we as Christians, we have the mind of Christ and we can create some things that are out of the box, that are unique, that are not just another clone, but they represent the unique identity of who we are in Christ. And it's, it's attractive. It's beautiful. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anytime that you are being spiritually minded, and you are using your imagination, you are in the creative realm of God. Praise the Lord. This creation uh, many times can be associated with something that's brand new. Now there is the element of reworking something that's old and bringing it into the new. Maybe it's the remodeling of a house. But even in the remodeling, even, even if you're going to make it new, maybe you want it to still have an old or an antique look. So there's a lot of variables of what you can do with your imagination. Anytime that an artist sits down to paint, whether on some form of canvas, really, that yet, sir, that imagination is going to be used. So when a Christian artist sits down, they are looking at a white canvas and they have the ability to make something brand new that's never been made before. And 
you know, different artists, they're into different things. Some like realism. So they're going to sit down and they're going to paint exactly what they see. But if you get into abstract, well, you're going to pull something out, really, of nothing you're going to create. And that is a lot of fun. But even if you're writing and you're an author, such as myself, you know, I can take my laptop, I can open it up, I can click on Microsoft Office, and I'm ready to write something new, but I, I, I'm in the same way as, a, as a, a painter. I'm looking at a blank page. Where am I going to start? What am I going to write on? So I can talk those things over with the Lord, use my creativity, use my imagination, and just think, you know what, Lord, I want to teach on this today. I want to write a book about this. Praise God. I think it's the same way with songwriters. You know, you, uh, you, you may be a band, and you get together with the members of your band, and you have a collaboration, and really you're using your imaginations, and you're coming up with the next sound, the new song, and it can take some energy, some effort to use your imagination, but it's very, very rewarding. Praise the Lord. So I just believe that God is touching His people with His anointing, with His glory, with His power, with His thoughts, knowing that we have the mind of Christ, and we are being spiritually minded, and we can tap into the heart of God, and we can see some things. Even in the spirit realm, the Word of God can be impregnated within our heart. We conceive an idea from God, and then we bring it into the natural realm. But we're going to have to touch it with the yetzer, with the imagination that God has given us, and you need to be able to go there, over into the glory realm, over into the creative realm of God, and then bring it into the natural, and then bring it forth. Praise the Lord. You know what? The, the pulpit that I'm preaching from this morning, this literally came out of my imagination. And I, I went to a machine shop, and there was a guy that could fabricate aluminum. And I said, hey, can you make me a pulpit? He said, I sure can. He said, he said Hi, uh, how tall, how wide would you like it to be? What type of uh, depth would you like it to have? And I said, well, I would like it to be this high. And I gave him the measurements. And this thing right here is now here. And this literally came, this pulpit, which is made out of a metal, which came out of the ground. This came from my imagination, this shape, this form that you see. I have a place where I can sit my water. I have a place I can put my Bible and my notes. And it didn't exist until I imagined it and took what was in my imagination as an idea form and presented it to somebody. Measurements were made, and here it is. The phone that you use, that you hold in your hands, whether it's a Samsung or an iPhone or whatever it might be, that came out of somebody's imagination. Even if it was an individual person or a collaborative effort by a team, these are things that are pulled from the imaginary realm, and they are brought into the natural realm. And as Christians, we need to be leading in this area. You know, I think Walt Disney can be an inspiration for many people, because a lot of people like to go to Disneyland, either in California or Disney World in South Florida, uh, down there in Orlando. But you know what? That whole place came out of one man's imagination. Praise the Lord. And he shared it with investors, and, and the investors came on board, and they caught the imagination. They caught the vision. And so today, we have real life places that 
initially or just in somebody's imagination. Praise God. I believe there's some things in you that when you go before the Lord and you start to use your imagination, you can create something beautiful. Now watch this. When you get into this area of imagination, of creating with God, really you begin to get over also into the area of conception or conceiving with God. I would like to show this to you quickly this morning. Uh, in the New Testament, I'm just going to give you a short message, and I, I just want to turn you loose to use your imagination, okay? But look at this in Luke chapter 8, verse 11, because this is classic, okay? This is the great parable that was taught in all four Gospels, and I want you to see it here, just one verse, one verse, and it's used consistently throughout these, uh, the, uh, the four usages of this parable. This is Luke, Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Jesus speaking said, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Okay, so the seed is being sown. What, what, what is the seed being sown? It's the word of God. Where is it being sown? On the various soil conditions of the human heart. Praise God. Now, I want to read this to you from the Greek, bringing out a few of the original words in the Greek and bringing them over into the English. And this is what it would say. Verse 11, now the parable is this, the sperm is the, the logos of God. Wow. I told you that when you get into the area of creativity, using your imagination, this also touches in the area of conception. Now, there are 44 verses in the New Testament where the Greek word sperma, which is the word sperm, that's the same word we get our English word sperm from, uh, it's tra there's 44 times in the Bible in the New Testament where it's actually translated as seed as seed. So here's the thing. The Word of God has the ability to impregnate the, the Word, that, that, that living Word coming from God. It, it comes alive on the inside of you. In other words, there's a conception in your heart, and you're like, God, I have a promise from you. I believe it. God, you're going to do this in my life. Now, with conception, with the conceiving of that, what must, you, what must you now do? You must now use your imagination to bring this out, to flush it out into the fullness of what God wants it to be. In the natural, with conception, what you have between a husband and a wife, a man and a woman when they're married and they come together in a sexual act, the male sperm is released into the female body. That male sperm makes contact with the egg, with the female egg in the, in the woman's body. And then it's at that point where there's the contact that conception is made. So God's word is released. Maybe you hear it taught from the pulpit and a scripture leaps out. Maybe you read it and, and maybe you see it and it's very, very important that you're in the Word because that's how you get spiritually pregnant. You can see from the Word of God, and you need to be hearing it, seeing it, looking for it, and it comes into the soil of your heart, and boom, there's a conception. Praise God. And now you have been impregnated with a promise of God. 
Oh my goodness, my friends, this is powerful. Let's go back now to Romans chapter 8. Praise God. And so there needs to be the, re, the release of your ima- imagination over that promise of God. What's it going to look like? How is it going to come forth? What are you going to do with it? Oh, praise God. And I want to take you down to verse 28 and verse 27 so that you can pray into the promise of and to the manifestation of God's, of God's Word for your life, and you can imagine what God wants to do for you. Now, we're not talking about just like empty imagination, where we just, we just never know. No, we're talking real imagination, where we are forming something, where we are creating something, we are making something, and it's going to manifest in your life. And I want to just share something with you that will really help you in this area. Romans 8, verse 26, likewise the Spirit, that would be the Holy Spirit, also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Praise God. Now, the Holy Spirit will not do your praying for you, but if you will yield to Him and pray, He will pray through you. Now, verse 27. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind the mind of the Spirit is. I, I, look, let me tell you right now, God has an imagination. And you are made in the image of God. That's why you have an imagination also. It is the ability to create. It is the ability to conceive. Maybe something that the world has never even seen expressed before. And you are unique. And you have the ability, just like God, to create. Praise God. Now, it says, He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So when you're praying in the Spirit, you are praying always, watch this, 100% in accordance with the will of God. You know, whenever I have times of fasting, I have found that, that I can switch very quickly from English my native language, and get over into tongues, and I can go a whole lot further in tongues than what I can in English. Now, I want to develop that a little bit further, but I want to read one more verse, verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So, as you are praying out in the Spirit, God's working all things for good, and I want you to pray while you use your imagination, knowing that the Spirit of God can guide you, can lead you with one 100% precision and accuracy in your prayer life when you get over and you begin to pray in the Spirit. Praise God. Can you pray in the Spirit in in English? Yes, you can. But anytime you're praying in tongues, you're absolutely praying in the perfect will of God. And you begin to tie into the mind of God. Woo! Praise the Lord. So, here's the thing. The seed of God's Word, the sperm of God, which is very, very potent, can come and fall through a scripture that you hear, through the Word of God, the Logos Word of God ministered to you, and you grab it, and it's so powerful, and it, it, that it hits your heart, there is a conception. And now, you are, you're going to bring that Word forth into the full manifestation, and you begin to pray. And God gives you the vision of what He's going to do in your life. And there's various things that He's going to do in your life. And you have a promise. 
praise God and you begin to pray over that and you need to use your imagination whether it's a swimming pool whether it's your own business whether it's the remodeling of a house whether it's raising something up a work that God has called you to do you need to tie in with your imagination Pastor Stephen, I thought my imagination was just something that's negative. No, the godly imagination is very, very powerful. And I think in some ways, you need to get out of the box. And I'm not saying do something crazy that's foolish, but I am saying that anytime there's a new thing, uh, in many ways, it was often looked as something as being undoable something that was not possible, something that was not achievable. So you need to be open to the Spirit of God leading you because He can take you beyond normal parameters. And He can take you over into something that when God does it, God does it right, and God does it beautiful. And as you pray in the Spirit, you need to go through those things with the Holy Spirit. And just ride that glory wave with the Holy Spirit. And just pray into it. And as you pray into it, visualize. Pastor Stephen, what do you mean by visualize? Use your godly imagination and let the Holy Spirit show you different ways that this could be done, different ways that this can be manifested, different ways that this can be brought forth. You know what? When I write a book, it's more than one chapter. It may have the same theme throughout the whole book, but you still need new content, new chapters. And so that's why there can be various aspects of this, various colors involved, various ideas involved. But just pray into it and let the Holy Spirit take you over into that area of imagination and look at the possibilities of what God can do as you dare to believe Him. Woo, I tell you what, we're, we're talking even creativity. Creativity. Mm, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. An expression of God released and revealed through you. Something coming out of your mind that came from the mind of God, and you caught it, and you expressed it in the earth, and it blesses people. It helps people, and it glorifies the Lord. So, Heavenly Father, I pray for your people this morning, that as they pray, and as they talk to you in prayer, that they come into that realm of creativity, and they just pray in tongues, pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit, and then they can begin to see this thing in their imagination clearly. Now, Father, let it form in them. Let it go from the initial conception into the place of creation where they see it, and now they say it's time to bring it onto the drawing board. Now it's time to put it in the song. Now it's time to build it. Now it's time to fabricate it. Now it's time to design it. Now it's time to get the architect in involved or whatever it might be. Father God, let your people pray into it until it's crystallized and formed in a way that they feel very certain and very comfortable about it. Now, Father, we give you all the praise. We thank you for sanctified imaginations in the name of Jesus. Amen. And by the way, this is a lot of fun. Praise God. And you're going to enjoy these creative projects with God where you are released to use your imagination. Hallelujah. Today, let us take Holy Communion together. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's an anointing right here 
for creativity, for your imagination. Look, look, before some of you got saved, you had all kinds of uh, vulgar imaginations, all kinds of unholy thoughts. But now that you're saved, it's time to let your thoughts go up with God and let God touch your mind and let your imagination go, go, uh, look, go into the glory realm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And God's going to touch your imaginations. Some of you are going to have dreams. And in the dream, God will touch you and show you what He's going to take you into. Hallelujah. Take, uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. He's going to pull your imagination into the realm of His glory and show you what He wants you to do and what He wants you to do, uh, create. And I, be I believe God's creative touch is going to be on your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And just release your mind to go there with God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now you're going to have to be able to laugh to do this. You can't be all, you know, um, just all uptight. No, you've got to be able to relax. Let God take you there. Look, look, when people go to Disneyland, they go there to have fun, to laugh, to get into creativity. You have to be relaxed. And just let God take you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you're going to bring something forth into this natural realm that's going to bless many, many people. And it's also going to generate a lot of wealth for the kingdom. You're going to be very, very blessed. And also very thankful that you obeyed the Lord. Heavenly Father, we now thank you for the bread and the juice. We consecrate it together that as uh, a body of believers gathering together around the world. We're going to receive the communion. So we thank you, Father. This is now set apart as holy. This is now the flesh and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God. Father, thank you for the body of Jesus. There's so much creativity in the body. So, Father, let there be individual expressions of creativity. And, Father, let there be corporate expressions of creativity where we come together as believers and do amazing, amazing things together. Woo! Hallelujah. That literally boggle the mind. Now, Father, we thank you. No more carnal-mindedness. No more meat-headedness. We are going into your glory. We are going into the chamber of creativity, the chamber of Jehovah, to access the secrets of you, O God. We thank you, Father. We now by faith receive the body of Jesus together. In his name, amen. Let's receive. I'm getting creativity and clothing. I mean, what if we all just wore gray clothes, and all the clothes were identical, the same cut, the same style, the same tailor? No, no, creativity. As I've said many times before, let us not forget, God made the peacock. Oh, Pastor Stephen, that, that arrogant, boastful animal, that, that's of the devil. No, no, God is the creator, the devil is a counterfeiter. Woo! Original creativity belongs to the Lord. And the peacock with all of its colors, the birds of paradise with their exotic, outrageous colors. Oh, woo! Jewel tone colors. Hallelujah. Deep, dark, rich colors. Metallic colors. Soft colors. The soft palettes. I like that too. I like all the pastels. I like all of them. But variety, creativity. Let God 
expressed through you. There are some creators that are watching me. There are some fashion designers that are watching me. Have fun. Do something that hasn't been done before. Thank you, Father. We give you the glory and the honor that the church lead in the area of creativity. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for our sins. And we receive his blood now. And we thank you for forgiveness of our sins, for cleansing of all unrighteousness, and with right standing in your eyesight. We thank you, Father God, for joyful times of creativity and the, uh, the expression of new things in the earth, coming from heaven to earth. We receive these ideas by faith now. We thank you that the portal is open. The imagination hotline is wide open. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I hear the Lord saying, I dare you to do it. I dare you to do it. Woo! It's a good thing. Praise God. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Let's receive it now. Amen. Praise God. Some of you, you need to get there first with your idea. Get there first. Because who's there first is the one that brands it pretty much. And then there's recognition with it. Praise God. So move. Move on the idea that God has given you. Father, we thank you. We worship you. Let us turn loose today. Sanctify godly imaginations. And let us have fun with you in the creative area of your glory. Now, Father, we praise you and thank you. Let us bring it into the earth so that it may be seen for your glory. We thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Now, go use your imagination and create something Wonderful for the glory of God. I'll see you back real soon. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.